Let us go to the Word of God. Today's scripture comes from Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 25 through 27, and it reads, Now large crowds were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whosoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for the word that you are, are putting forth today. We pray that it would make us better, that it would make us stronger, that it would equip us to go forward in your name. Amen. Now, in today's scripture, we, we begin to, to see words that we wouldn't really uh, expect to, to hear from Jesus. I know that in this particular portion of, of scripture, in this sermon series, we are talking about the hard words of Christ. But quite frankly, the thing that, that stood out to me, that grabbed me, that, that caused me to, to pause for a moment was when Jesus said that we are to hate our mothers hate our fathers, hate our, our brothers and sisters. This, this makes no sense. If we look at the very ethic of Jesus, the very teaching of Jesus, uh, I could ask the, the, the person that accepted Jesus yesterday, is Jesus for love or for hate? And they would say, Jesus is for, for love. So, so what does this mean? How, how does this fit? And it's those times in Scripture where, where I believe that God is calling us to dig a little deeper, to, to look at things in a different way. And what you'll find is there is a parallel Scripture in Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 37, where he says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is unworthy of me. And you put those two together and you find that Jesus is not calling us to hate anybody. Jesus is still that one that says to love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is still the one that says uh, to love those that despitefully uses you. Jesus is still the one that reminds us that love must be patient, it must be kind, it must be long-suffering, it must endure all things, it must hope all things. It never fails. Jesus is still the one that causes us to forgive even when we are wrong and they don't apologize. Jesus is still calling us to love not just our, our, our mothers and our fathers, not just our sisters and our brothers, but calling, causing us to love everyone. What Jesus is saying in this portion of scripture that we read today is not to hate them, but, but to love him more, to be 100% committed to, to the cause and, 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 and the purpose of Jesus in our life. He is calling us to, to simply put him first. The best thing that, that the best way it, it equates to me is this. I, I had a good friend, have a good friend, and he is absolutely wonderful on the keyboard. He, he can walk into a, a room that, that is dysfunctional, a room that is chaotic and begin to play. And there's a piece that, that comes in that room that you just can't understand. He, he is one that, that people have called from all over this nation to show up and to play. But one day, this young man got married. 
and his wife began to get upset every now and then because she would say, I want to go on vacation. And he said, good, because we're going to California to do a revival. <laughs> Not quite the vacation she thought. It, it, he, would, he would text her in service and say, uh, uh, put $300 in the, the offertory. And she said, we only have $350. And he said, I said what I said. I believe that God has impressed it on my heart to seed into the kingdom. And, and, and we need to do that. And she said, but what about us going out to eat tonight? And he says, I, I, it will all work out, but I need you to write the check. And it got to the point where she, she walked up to him and she says, I believe that you're choosing this church stuff over me. You don't love me. And she says, I he said, I love you, but I love God. She said, so why is it that, that, that you always choose that stuff over what I want? He said, because there is one big difference between what I, how I love you and how I love God. You see, I love you and I love God, but I worship God and I will not worship you. It, it is amazing how that, that dynamic uh, caused her to feel like she was being hated even though he took care of her, even though he held her at night, even though he provided a great home, even though they had kids together, even though everything else was in place, that, that one thing caused her to feel a certain way. But once she got a hold of the fact that it was God who placed them together, it was God that provided for them, it was God that, that caused the things that, that seemed like they should not have happened to come together. Now they travel all over the country together with her singing and him at the keys. You see, sometimes it requires us to do the thing that, that, that seems uncomfortable, to cause those around us to understand that Jesus, that God, that, that the things of God, the purposes of God will always be first to, to help them to understand their purpose and their journey. It is in living out this, this way of life that we also cause others to understand that they can live out theirs. And now she is the one in the household that is teaching their kids that very lesson. It is not a hate that Jesus is calling for. It is simple a, it is simply a commitment and a devotion that, that is beyond what, what, what people outside of the Christian community may understand. You see, it's not about what, what the society says is, is good. It's not about what, 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 what people say success will be. It's about what God is calling to you to do in your life. Jesus begins the scripture saying that there is a lot of people here, not just the 12, but a lot of people, and he turns and talks to them about what it would take for them to be disciples, for them to be learned students, for, those to be, for them to be committed followers. He, he, he does not, not sugarcoat it. He says, look, you will have to deny yourself. You will have to put me first. You will have to bear your cross. You will have to walk out this thing even when it's not uncomfortable. You see, I think we, we sometimes have this misconception that following Jesus is all roses and all easy and there's never issues and the journey is always straight and the right answer is always the most pleasant one, but that's not the truth. The truth is that life is going to have some issues. The truth is that life is going to have some problems. The truth is that you're going to have some challenges. But the truth also is that if you are in the place that God has ordained you to be, you will not be without provision. If you are in the place that God has ordained you to be, then you are in the best place that you could place yourself. If God has set you there, God is with you. God is directing you and God will see you through. It is not about going around the obstacles. It is about God taking us through the obstacles. You see, being committed to the walk and the way of Christ is bigger than just going to church on Sundays because there are people that 
come to church every week that aren't Christians. That it is bigger than understanding and believing the simple facts of the gospel. I know that Jesus died. I know that he rose on the third day. I know that he is at the right hand of the Father. I know all those things, but that doesn't mean that you have committed your life to being a disciple. You see, there are people that believe that, that do not follow uh, 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 Christ. It, it, it is real simple in looking at layman's terms. You see, I can visit the White House, but that doesn't make me the president. I can understand the laws of physics, but without a commitment or a devotion to study, uh, it does not make me a physicist. You see, it is, it is not enough to say the right things and to look the right way, but, but God is calling for more. God is calling for more. And this scripture, he says simply, Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And this particular illustration, we find what the people of that day would understand, and that is, you didn't just pick up a cross for fun. You didn't just pick up a cross because it looked nice. You didn't pick up a cross for prestige. When you picked up a cross, it was a one-way trip uh, it was a commitment even to die for what you believed in. Picking up a cross was, was a, a statement that, that I am going to that location and there's nothing behind me that's going to stop me, nothing in front of me that's going to stop me. And quite frankly, because it is imprinted on my shoulder, I am going to carry it all the way. Picking up a cross, a cross was not light. A cross uh, did, did not move smoothly. A, a cross uh, came with splinters and came with weight. A cross was a, a burden in itself. And so when he says, when Jesus says that if you are not willing to pick up your cross and follow me, what he's saying is if you are not so committed to, to, uh, to Christ that you will walk forward even if people leave you. If you're not so committed to Christ that you are willing to walk even though the burden may get heavy if you are not so committed to Christ that that you will go forward even as people push you to and fro and call you all manner of evil names even if you are not willing and, and so committed to Christ that you're willing to do what other people run from then you yourself may need to check where you stand if you're not willing to pick up your cross and follow me you are not worthy to be my disciple. It's funny, at the beginning of the sermon, we posted the title and it says hate with a question mark because the, the, the hard word to, to understand as we begin to read the scripture is why would Jesus say hate? But I think the, the, the more we dig into the scripture, what we find is the real problem is denying oneself. The real problem is total commitment. The real problem is walking out the journey, uh, understanding that God is going to require some things of us that may not be comfortable, require some things of us that don't make sense on the, the front side, require some things of us that take us outside of our comfort zones. But it is this devotion, this love that is required. I think it's so uh, fitting that he begins by talking to the multitude because you can't just uh, uh, single out the 12 and say this is for them. 
No, it's for everybody. So the 12 left their boats and their nets and walked away from their professions after the call and purposes of Christ. But that's not just for them. It is for those that God is calling and pulling on in that area. It, 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 those 12 walked away from their families and their friends and pursued and, and journeyed with Christ. And that's not just for them. It's for those that are, are being called that way. You see, it is not uh, a, a light thing to carry, but it is an understanding that nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ, that nothing shall keep me from living out my purpose, that nothing and no one is bigger in my life than God is in my life. Amen. And before you say that it is harsh and that Jesus is requiring way too much from us, it is, this just seems too big, too great. Jesus is requiring something that, that no one can do. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me help you. You see, Jesus said to, to love uh, uh, God more than you love everybody around you, even your closest relationships. And I recall a time when he was a child and they had traveled a long way to celebrate the festival. And on the way back, his parents realized that, that he wasn't with them. And when they found him in the temple, his statement was, I, I understand what you're saying, but didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? I remember a Jesus that hung on the cross, and though it hurt his mother to see him, he had to be about the business and the purpose that was his life. I remember a Jesus that, that, that denied himself so much that even as he sat in the garden and sweat so intensely that he sweat blood, he, he asked God if there's another way, but not my will. Let thine be done. I, I remember a Jesus that hung on the cross for sins that weren't his. I remember Jesus that, that was persecuted, that was whipped, that, that was taunted, that was talked about, that was spit upon, that, that crown of thorns was pressed in his head until blood ran down. I remember a Jesus that endured all that for crimes that he never committed. And so when Jesus says uh, that, that you must put God first, I, I believe that he's illustrated how to do that. When Jesus says that you should walk out your purpose, I, I think that, that Jesus has illustrated that. When Jesus says, pick up your cross, I don't think we can argue that Jesus has done that. And so as we endeavor to be like Christ, as we endeavor to show Christ to others, these are the requirements of a disciple. The requirement is this, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your being. To put God first, but love everyone else just as Jesus has instructed, and to walk this journey called life according to the blueprint that Christ creates and not the blueprint that we create for ourselves. People of God, the hard word today is not hate, because we know that Jesus doesn't deal in that. The hard, word, the hard word today is devotion and denying of self. For if we are to be the disciples of Christ, we must not chase after our own uh, understanding. We must not chase after our own goals, but we must be willing to walk this life out according to how God has ordained, no matter what it may bring. For the purpose of going ye therefore, making disciples of all uh, people groups, just as we have been commissioned. We have work to do, and it starts today.
by simply putting God first. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.